0: The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday.
1: It's nine after ten o'clock. Welcome to the second hour of the show. Coming up in this hour, we'll be shining the spotlight on what's happening in NASFAs, in particular... As we get ready for a new year, that will, of course, um, you know, begin with the intake of new students. Former students concerned um, about, or rather, previous students concerned about whether they will be funded in the 2024 financial year. Their concerns around a student accommodation, and most importantly, the cuts that um, NASFAS is going to have to make, what impact is that going to have on the ability to fund students? So those are all the issues that we'll put in, be putting through uh, to our guests as the hour continues. Before we get to that, however, lots of WhatsApp voice notes from the open line. We'll kick off the hour with those.
2: Hey, morning.
0: Uh, that's a very touchy topic that you're having there because I, for one, experienced Trauma while I was young, but I guess in a very different way because I was not beaten up, I was not abused. But then my mother used to drink a lot, used to drink a lot, used to party a lot at my house, like during the week, weekends. I arrived late at home and that sort of affected me because I started drinking at an early, very, at a very early age. At 8, 13 years old, I was a heavy drinker. I'm 34 now, I still stay with my mom. I still drink a lot. fight with my mother a lot because of the trauma. I don't know whether I should get help or what because I still fight with my mom a lot. I blame her for my delays in life and everything. This is Tapero in the van. Morning again, this is Kathy, SF, S.F.M. listeners and the producers as well. Morning to you, I can't believe that there is a guy in this world who can still speak like the previous caller, who says Mavuso must have retired and not uh, resigned. He's talking all it out, that is not true. I applied for the Basari when I was a student from the Department of Health in KZN, in Gauteng, everywhere under ANC government. I didn't get anything until the Western Cape gave me the Basari. Department of Health. The ANC has ruined this country. It's not something that we have to uh, argue about. I, I don't care how they feel about it, but the point will remain. ANC have to do introspection and start doing things right and put people first. Those people have stolen money from the government. They have ruined this country. Thank you. Good morning, Bishop Maguana from Lewa Homes on F. Luke Kevy don't be fooled by uh, the caller who just called and claiming that the departments don't pay in time. In Limpopo departments pay in time. The only uh, system that is not paying in time is the hospitals and the municipality. Those ones before they could pay you, someone who is a gatekeeper needs to be paid so that they could pay you. That one is a trend that is happening in We know that. Department pay within 14 days, 15 days, they pay. The reality is that the woman has got the job fraudulently. He has made an agreement with people within the department that give me this job. This is how much I'm going to give you after you pay. But he did not honor her agreement. That is why he's afraid to talk about which department. She, he may has to deal with the governor herself.
3: Good morning, SEFm and the listeners. My name is Matthews Piri uh, from Bela Hamadro. Well, what happened this morning, just after 3 a.m., I was listening to the radio. And uh, unfortunately, I called this WhatsApp number, but uh, within 10 seconds, a lady called me from SEFM. Just inquiring about my call. Just imagine, within ten seconds, there is a response just to find out what's what's what. I just wish our public servants uh, were just like you guys working for SAFM. You are really serious about your job. Thank you. The truth stands. No matter how much they defend ANC, NC has failed this country. ANC is failing this country. Yes, there are good things they did, but very minimal. Very minimal. They are thinking of themselves. They feed their families. They feed themselves. You, you can see they are so big. They are fat. Hey, hey, these people, uh-uh, you defend them all the way but says is as i'm speaking now i have done electricity here in my place for hours and hours what do you call that ah so come on man Aye. these people must be kicked out man and what another I don't, I don't mind whether it's a ivp ta whatever party
2: hi I'm is there here from having village in bergas what Having villages under dubat municipality, I think we are at 14, if I'm not mistaken. I we are struggling here. We don't have a network. We move almost 10 kilometers to find the access of network. We, we, we are really struggling here, There is no network at all. I, I don't know if it's a better life, if, if this is a better life for all that ANC is talking about. It seems like we are not the citizen of this country, outskirts. We are really struggling here. Please, find somebody who can help us. I've been trying with a network company in South Africa, but even today, there is nothing, nothing happened. Please, FKT, help us. Here.
0: The talking point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays 9 a.m. till midday.
1: Well, last week, news broke that the National Student Financial Aid Scheme um, had told Parliament that due to budget cuts by the National Treasury, more than 87,000 university students stand to lose their funding. And many have raised fears around not being funded in the upcoming financial year. Now, you'd remember that we've been taking um, a number of calls from not only students and parents of those who are on NESFA's funding and have been affected, but also those that have raised concerns about what exactly um, the upcoming year then will hold in store. We still, of course, have the issue of whether those who are not paid their stipends for 2023 whether those are going to be reimbursed you'd remember stories of students going to write their exams hungry because NASFAs had not given them the money and many who had to face threats of evictions from their accommodation again due to unpaid bills. Ishmael Mnisi is the current spokesperson for the National Student Financial Aid Scheme. Ishmael, good morning to you. Thank you for your time this morning.
4: Kathy, good morning to you and to SAFM listeners.
1: Ngosinati Mabilani is the SRC president at UNISA. Ngosinati, good morning.
5: Uh, Morning to you and morning
1: to the listeners. Mm. Ishmael, let's perhaps just begin with the role that you're playing at NASFAS uh, right now. Have you been seconded to NASFAS as the spokesperson or are you speaking on NASFAS in your capacity as the Department of Higher Education spokesperson?
4: Well, uh, Kathy, I am uh, officially appointed as the uh, Nesfa's uh, spokesperson with effect from the 1st of December. Um, yes, um, so I am um, speaking on behalf of the scheme uh, okay. at the moment.
1: Okay, so you've moved in from the Department of Higher Education.
4: Uh, uh, correct, Kathy.
1: Okay, all right. Thanks Thanks for that clarity, Ishmael. It was important for me um, to, to sort of get that out of the way. Ngosinati, let me begin by giving you an opportunity to at least give us a sense of what has been happening when it comes to the funding of students. We've wrapped up the Academic year, in effect, for the, if they still people um, at universities, this is probably then going to be the last week before things uh, fully close next week. But how do we wrap up the academic year when it comes to the funding of students? Where do things stand currently?
5: Uh, thank you very much. Look, we wrap up the year with with many of our students still under distress, given that. They are yet to receive their uh, uh, book allowances and living allowances from NSFAS. We've got over 120,000 students that are affected by this at the University of South Africa alone. And this is because of the dysfunctional uh, system that NSFAS has placed of direct payment. But also students being unable to to, to get a hold of their their apps, uh, which they must go through a a company called CoInvest which is the distributor of these allowances. This company has got a dysfunctional system uh, and a dysfunctional app of distribution. So many of our students have just wrapped up writing exams without having all of those resources. Uh, And the future is a bit bleak for them because we don't even know if they were able to perform well, given that uh, they did not have the proper support throughout the entire year. So so, so it does not look well for our students. Uh, We also can't promise on what the state of our students will be in the coming year?
1: So, so as things stand, a hundred and twenty thousand students still waiting for book and living allowances.
5: Yes, that's 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 the figure that we All have. Right. I, I think they've only paid about fifty-five thousand students, uh, uh, but the rest have not been paid. So, so the figure we have currently is that over a hundred thousand students are still affected and have not received the. Their study allowances and and living allowances.
1: All right, Ishmael, let me come back to you then and give you a chance to let us know from Nasfas's behalf um, what has been happening. We've, you know, there've been lots of different reasons given for why students weren't paid. We had issues of technologies. We have, um, you know, the procuring of service from these service providers. That you know, some of their um, their work was then put on hold, but in the midst of it, students have been bearing the brunt.
4: No, thank you very much, uh, Kathy, uh, to Nkosinati's um, remarks as well. Uh, but uh, let me just go back a bit, uh, Kathy, uh, in relation to UNISA in particular. You'll recall that uh, sometime in September, uh, the, the Minister of uh, Higher Education, Science and Innovation, Prof. Nzimande, uh, Uh, addressed uh, uh, the media and the public giving um, um, an update on the processes of onboarding by institutions. And amongst those institutions which were not doing well, UNISA was topping the list. Uh, If I recall well, at that time, uh, it was standing at uh, uh, almost uh, 60% uh, of students who onboarded uh, the new uh, NSFAS payment system, and uh, he did at the time, the, the minister raised concern about the implication of that process. Now, subsequent to that, um, uh, NSFAS sent uh, its officials to UNISA to try and expedite the processes of onboarding for a simple reason, to avoid exactly what um, Cosinati is raising now as, as a challenge Uh, and and a challenge of which um, could have been, um, you know, avoided had um, um, uh, the processes of onboarding been completed. We have institutions that are 90% now, uh, I mean 100% compliant, uh, where um, uh, they do not have such uh, kind of challenges. Uh, However, we note that um, if um, Nkosinati raises this, it would be challenges that um, uh, uh, you know, uh, as a result of the lack of onboarding, something that uh, they they would uh, clearly know about, and and also something that uh, we we also predicted would happen if institutions are not responsive to the call that was made at that particular time. It is. I must also say, Kathy, that it is unfortunate, honestly, that we should be sitting with that situation at the moment uh, in December. Whilst uh, institutions will be closing, and whilst we are preparing for the opening of, uh, I mean, the the, the beginning so, of the 2024 academic year.
1: So Ishmael, are you saying that it is Unisa's fault that these students were not onboarded?
4: The onboarding process uh, comprises of the following: Kathy, our officials uh, either through. Uh, uh, the, the payment um, uh, agencies would go to institutions that have been uh, uh, you know, to help student board and uh, in, uh, students as well have an opportunity using um, uh, uh, electronic uh, their electronic gadgets to verify themselves. Now it is not, not on the, uh, uh, you know a two-way stream. NSFAS provides the platform and the guidelines on how uh, students must onboard and students must play their role. Now, if one part or party to this uh, does not play its role, we are now bound to have this problem that we are having. So our, uh, you know, uh, view is that um, uh, not all the students um, did their part, and that's why we are sitting with the problem, and that is why a, a number of these uh, students who onboard. Audit have been paid at the moment.
1: Okay. Nkosinati, is that true? Um,
5: <clears throat> look, onboarding should be done by, by, by NSFAS and, and, and what I know um, the, and the um, CoinVet, which is the, the distributor of these allowances. Because the institution, from what we have been told, is that they sent the database to NSFAS on, on how many students are there and how many students should get work. So the system of, of boarding should be done by, by, by them and the, the, the company which is responsible for distributing of these funds. The challenge, however, is that students who tried to onboard themselves have found it very difficult to operate the, the Coinvest app, which was dysfunctional and does not operate or does not even recognize their credentials once they start uh, trying and onboarding themselves. So 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 we've got many, many challenges that are created there, and 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 students are now blamed for these self-created problems that NSF and and this company have created there.
1: So so then how how do you how do you solve it now, Kossinati? Um, what is needed because the 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 sense that I get from Ishmael is that he's saying in order for those students to be paid, um the university has to step in or the students have to step in and onboard themselves? Absolutely.
5: we. we I know the institution has taken steps of communicating to the students uh, via via emails to let them know that uh, there is a process which has been taken of onboarding. And so that has been communicated to the students. So we are then waiting for that. But the other pro- problem that we are having is that there is many of our students who are also defunded. So we also have a situation where Students must then reapply and that information has not really been told to them that they must now reapply for NSFAS because they were defunded. So we've got those challenges of students who have been defunded and then we're waiting for NSFAS replies on all of the students who have been defunded. Then there's also the process of onboarding and KYC.
1: So Ishmael, for the students that are defunded, as Mkosinati describes it, have you informed informed them all of the fact that they will not be receiving nesfa's funding?
4: Okay, Kathy, I'll explain the issues of disqualifications uh, rather than defunding because there's a two difference in between the two. What I know is that there are students who uh, have been disqualified or who do not qualify anymore to receive NSFAS and I'll give the reasons why but uh, before that just to clarify this issue of, of uh, um, uh, you know the onboarding, the, the onus is for the students to onboard and we are sending officials and, and our uh, pay uh, agencies to institutions to assist them when we discover that some students might might be having challenges. There is a decision that NSFAS took to send personnel in those institutions, uh, uh, arranging with the uh, SRCs, arranging with the uh, management of the university, that they will be there to assist each and every student. But there has been non-responsiveness, I must say, uh, uh, from some of the institutions. And later, uh, it is at that point when students realize that they are not being paid because of they've not onboarded, they now push the blame again to say, well, it is NSFAS's problem. But the students have an, a, a responsibility as well to ensure that if they have been approved for payment, they do follow due processes uh, for their money to be, to be paid. Because NSFAS, at the end of the day, must account for each and every money that it is paying two students so we expect them to work with us and we are still committed as NSFAS to ensure that all those that are qualifying get assisted but when it comes to to the issues of of, of defunding I I, I right. honestly Ishmael, say a massive Ishmael, yes can uh, we I'm end? going to I'm yes, going to please.
1: ask you to pause there I just want to take the latest news headlines we'll continue the conversation in a moment it's 10 30.
0: The Talking Point with Kathy Sasana. weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All
1: right, we're looking at some of the challenges that NASFAS has been noticed. Facing and really then trying to see what this will mean um, for the upcoming academic year. Ishmael Mnisi now speaks on behalf of NASFAS. Mkosina Timabilani is the SRC president at UNISA. So, Ishmael, you were speaking to the issue of um, those students that are no longer funded, which have been disqualified um, from receiving funding by NASFAS.
4: Yes, uh, Kathy. I wanted to clarify. Uh, the issues of um, uh, disqualifications of how it happens. You, uh, back again in September, the minister explained the three categories of students who at the time uh, appealed and um, for funding, uh, who uh, initially were disqualified. We had the hybrid applicants uh, whom in the main were um, continuing students, of which uh, they were uh, disqualified. Uh, because um, uh, the registration data from uh, the old to the new system was not completed, and that has since been corrected, meaning that the returning students whose data um, was now available for NSFAS, they were all paid uh, their allowances. And and now, we, again, the other category are those that are from the missing uh, parental uh, relationships. Now, this, Cathy, is a problem because We have um, identified students who provided uh, falsified information about their parental details. In the initial applications that they have made, they would include, uh, they will say that Ishmael Mnis is my father, he is not working. Uh, And upon verification with uh, SARS and the Department of Home Affairs and SASA, uh, then NSFAS discovers that. um, Firstly, Ishmael might not be the immediate father, uh, but if it's a guardian, we then expect them to upload documents that suggest that Ishmael is the guardian and therefore extend um, uh, um, the test uh, to be, you know, um, uh, considered as as the as the parent, and then the application would be um, completed. Now, majority of the the students uh, did not provide such information. That's why. Um, and Kostinati will use the the term defunded, it is not correct to use that term, but they did not qualify in terms of uh, the qualification criteria of NSFAS. Should they have provided us with the necessary documentation as we requested, uh, such applications would have been considered by the appeals uh, tribunal of NSFAS. So, I I would uh, make an example, Kathy, if ever such students exist from uh, from Unisa that even as we are busy with this call uh, that uh, you know uh, I would arrange with label that we get about two or three of them uh, that we can instantly verify here online. To check what the status of those uh, applications are, then I can even, um, uh, in real time, be able to give um, uh, feedback uh, before the end of the show, just to, you know, make an illustration of the challenges that um, we are having with some students uh, w- within UVISA. So I would wish them, uh, majority of them could call us and then so that we can we can look at that. Now, the last category, Cathy, uh, of which also has been uh, addressed are those ones that um, um, uh, the data did not uh, arrive from the university. And in this instance, you find that a student has applied to various universities, gets accepted at UNISA. However, um, the system is not updated to indicate that uh, uh, the student is no longer a, a, a particular university now, they have moved to UNISA. Now that process of submission of uh, data has been delayed and some of the students then got affected as a result of, of that. Now since this, the, uh, this uh, data has been updated, a majority of students uh, who qualify have been qualified and they're supposed to be receiving uh, their allowances. However, the challenge still remains, Cathy, uh, the issues of onboarding. Even if you would have passed all these processes, but you have not migrated, you have not onboarded uh, yourself, money re- lies in your account, in the reserves in your account there, which awaits you to identify yourself so that this money could be paid.
1: It, it sounds to me, Ishmael, that there needs to be a lot more done to support students with whatever administrative processes that they need to comply with in terms of ensuring that the documents that NSFAS needs or universities need are in order?
4: Yes, Cathy, you are very correct. Uh, um, we, we have um, identified uh, that need and proactively so. That's why the um, officials of NSFAS that are sent to institutions uh, at the beginning of the of the year and once in two months, for them to visit institutions and 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 engage with students who might be experiencing problems, and we have also, as part of their responsibility, um, the, the 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 paying agencies have been mandated as well to play that role. And continuously, we are receiving updates from them in terms of the onboarding of students and even instances yeah. where there are but, challenges. But, 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 but I but, believe but that more needs to be done.
1: But but you can hear that. Um, you know, even though the, the agencies ha- have been tasked with that mandate, it's not really happening in the way that it should. And, and you know, I I, I remember when I was in university, um, the NASFAS queues were always the longest. And often people just struggled with understanding everything that was required of them and systemically what they needed to do. So having people visit institutions of, of high learning once every two months Yes, it matters, but given the fundamental changes that NASFAS has undergone over the last two or three months, surely a lot more needs to be going into um, support for the change. Uh, yes. Can I quickly answer? I quickly so answer? Yes, yes. Y- yes, you can come what in, Mr. Is also, What Mr. Ishmael
5: is also missing is that students have got a challenge with the, with, the, with, the, with the onboarding system itself. Uh, we've got an app that does not work, which students are, are said they must use, and those are the basic challenges the students have to face while they're trying to onboard. Is that this app does not recognize their ITs or it malfunctioning in any other ways? So, so, so the challenges of onboarding are not that students are not doing it or don't want to do it but because they know that they've got money in their accounts. So, so they really want to have access to this. The challenge is just the app seems to not be working. How it's supposed to be working, Ishma? No, no uh,
4: thanks, Kathy. I think I, I, I accept the point that uh, more still needs to be done to assist our students to understand the the changes that are rapidly taking place within the system, and and also um, uh, considering what Nkosinati is saying in terms of the technologies that we are using. Uh, we have uh, you know um, uh, uh, met with Yusuf um, and the. and and the um, representatives of our TIVET uh, principals to discuss on more support that we need to give to institutions, given the fact that uh, it is very apparent that uh, the system is not understood. At some some, uh, stage, uh, we have even discovered that even the institutions themselves fail to understand uh, and explain uh, these uh, rapid changes that are taking place, and uh, more resources are must indicate from NSFAS will be provided going forward uh, to institutions. And we are also looking at uh, establishing NSFAS offices within uh, our institutions that uh, will be there almost on a permanent basis to um, be able to deal with such kind of challenges that that are there. And I must accept, being an NSFAS beneficiary myself, uh, TEFSA in particular, I know how daunting it was and how long the queues were those years, Kathy. Uh, uh, in, in our institutions to get a loan uh, for us to study. So uh, with that appreciation, we, we would uh, uh, definitely, as NSFAS, do more to work together with our institutions, to work together with our SRCs, to capacitate them uh, on the uh, on the processes so that they can also be uh, um, uh, um, uh, agents of uh, um, uh, exchange sure. to and, students and- or information so that they can assist Uh, the students directly and liaising with us.
1: All right. And and, and certainly, Ishmael, one would have thought that this is something that is done before and and not after the fact because you would have saved some of these students so much trouble and really difficulty that they've had to go through over the last couple of months. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm back with more after this.
0: The Talking Point with Cathy Sasana Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday.
1: All right, we continue the conversation on the talking point. I'll be taking your calls on zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. If you want to um, put questions through to Ishmael Mnisi of NASFAS, zero eight six Triple Zero Two Zero Three Two on the WhatsApp voice note line zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. Um Ishmael, you of course have also been in the news and this is really around the warning coming through from outer about the looming crisis when it comes to student accommodation and the accreditation that NASFAS has uh, was supposed to have been to have issued by now uh, to potential suppliers of student accommodation that has not taken place
4: Well uh, Kathy, in as far as student uh, accommodation is, is a concerned, and the um, uh, the report from AUTA I think it's important that we we take this opportunity to update uh, uh, the public regarding uh, the uh, work that is underway at NSFAS. Uh, About 19 TVET colleges now uh, are set as pilot uh, uh, sites for the um, implementation of the accreditation of private service providers, which will assist us to augment on the capacity of the availability of beds that are currently there, and also about um, 17 universities, will form part and puzzle of, 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 of this. As we speak, NSFAS is engaged in discussions with um, uh, these Tibet colleges and universities. Today, we are at uh, the Tswane University of Technology, of which provides uh, the majority of um, residential areas in our universities to discuss with them uh, these issues of, of accommodation and how can uh, private uh, accommodation providers be integrated in the system. And I must indicate, Cathy, uh, that um, uh, since our um, uh, engagement uh, yesterday, the numbers of beds available have uh, significantly in- increased and we're hoping that even in our engagement today with uh, TUT, will get more additional uh, beds available. The challenge has been...
1: Why must it always take a crisis? Why must things always get to a point where, um, you know, their statements, their their alarm bells going off before before progress is made? These are things that should have been done, you know? It, It didn't have to result in... Outer raising the alarm and then seemingly uh, creating some kind of urgency around it?
4: Kathy, let me correct uh, you there. It is not outer which raised an alarm. It is NSFAS which went to the portfolio committee and provided uh, an update in as far as this is concerned. What outer did out of our own presentation as NSFAS, it then used that as an opportunity as well to give its own uh, report. Uh, Which I must uh, say that much as it's appreciated, but it's also one-sided in terms of the capacity of uh, uh, the availability of beds uh, uh, that are there. Because you would appreciate that uh, the availability of beds is also within uh, institutions and outside. So the report that has been provided only focuses on the accreditation of private accommodation. It did not take into consideration the capacity that it's within uh, the institution. And um, uh, at the appropriate time, uh, uh, the the NSFAS will then provide details on that capacity we are talking about, extensively so, um, so that it gets understood where we are and why, as NSFAS, we are saying there should not be any panic at the moment. Because there's a lot that has been done, uh, which uh, probably uh, it has not um, been appreciated at the moment.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I want to give the benefit of the doubt, Ishmael. But you know, famous last words, right? How many previous examples have we had of officials making similar commitments with, you know, with NASFAs as an entity, and yet months later we'll sit with students who are having to navigate their way through the crisis. So I I hope that you're right. I I really hope that it it, it works out well. Um, But I guess the next two months are really going to be the ones to tell. Arnold, you're in Econhook. Good morning.
5: My name is Casey. you would know me that in most cases, when I'm calling to a show, I always talk issues of disabilities. I should let you know that I still have issues of 2020 with NSFAs, with persons with disabilities in different institutions, especially in the of Venda, whom have not been converted from NSFAs general to NSFAs disability. One of the biggest challenges with persons with disabilities in NSFAs is section called NSFAs disability. Most of the officials whom would have created a personal relationship are leaving NSFAS. and where the challenge of staff members in universities, either from disability unit or from financial aid and NSFAS itself, who do not even understand some of the documents uh, which are needed for someone to be either accepted or either be converted from NSFIRS general to NSFAS disability. I sent three emails to the spokesperson of NSFAS to direct detailing some of the challenges of it. there's a particular student who went to the University of Vendor in twenty eighteen, accepted, got NSFAS. This year, she's not funded uh, because of due to medical reasons. But the shocker is that she was told that in 2018, when she did her final uh, I mean her first year, she was not funded by NSFAS. One of the biggest challenges case in 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 terms of accommodation, is corruption within universities, wherein certain officials of the universities would take money from a, a private renters or private accommodations, so that they prioritize them in terms of filling spaces. So then, in, in, in a light scale of numbers, you find that as persons with disabilities who have to suffer because of certain priorities needs to be made for certain people, and and one of the biggest challenges for us is that when we're completing even documents because there are two sections in terms of any when you're deciding it it's fine when you complete one part but when you're supposed to complete what is called um, ax A- A- which makes you to amend certain documents and attach medical reports is, is, you'll find officials of the department, or even NSF itself, not understanding whether you need what is called a human assistance or mentors or assistance um, of 18 hours to 24 for our assistance and All right. So those are some of the challenges. I've written emails since 2020 to the spokesperson. I, I mean, we you know you very well, including some of other issues of which you may have engaged about. But our challenges is that our cases in terms of disability-wise in all institutions are not being solved All in right. Nazima.
1: All right, Arnold, I'm going to ask you to pause it there. We're going to take break, uh, a break. I'm back with more of your calls, and then I'll give Ishmael an opportunity to respond.
0: Conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Kathy Mosasana on SAFM.
1: All right, we continue the conversation on the talking point. We're still staying uh, with the NASFAS issue. Uh, Kwezi, good morning to you.
6: Uh, good day, Kathy. and how are you?
1: I'm well, uh, thank you, Kwezi. Yes,
6: uh, good morning, Ismael. Uh, good morning, Kwezi. Yes. Uh, so,
1: uh, Hello, Kwezi.
6: I am a parent, Katie. As okay. coincidentally, I am a student at World Health University. I am familiar with the challenges that NESFAS is going through. I've been listening to Ishmael for the past hour, They're speaking in gratitude, trying to defend the indefensible. The problem, Katie, in this country is corruption. Next fast uh, was running well, and there were fewer complaints when it comes to funding for student tuition, accommodation, and all of that. But the, the problem is that the powers that be want to have their own share of the money mm-hmm. that are intended to finance the education of poor South Africans. And that, that, that kind of greed has landed us here today. The problem is corruption. They appointed a service provider that was going to disperse those funds. And that service provider lacks the capacity to distribute those funds to such a large number of, 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 of students. That's the problem. That's the problem. So trying to defend the indefensible. We've been, we've been, we've been, we've been witnessing this kind of of of, of treatment of poor students for quite a long time. And UNFSA has has is almost ten years of existence, and UNFSA could have built. Its own capacity to disperse those facts. Yeah. Let me rest my team.
1: All right, all right, Kwesi, Thanks for that input. Uh you're in Cape Town. Good morning.
5: Hi, Kitty. Yes, can good you, morning. Can, um, I'll get straight to the point. I don't want to take too much time. Um, but I, I think I'm listening to your guest uh, and he's got an answer to everything, but it's not necessarily the right answer. Um, I'll make an example of what you're asking now, like why does everything have to be a crisis? And he says that it's not out or found out about the Them, stem. That, that's not the, 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 the problem here. That's not uh, the real issue. The issue is why is the crisis there, whether they identified it themselves or not. That is the problem. So I don't know when he says, no, it's actually out. So found, does it make it better because they're the one who picked it up? updates and crisis you see so th- there's no learning here like all these issues are issues that are day and they're happening over and over again it's as if there's no root cause analysis to say let's put a corrective action you know um a, a friend of mine applied for NSFAS for 2023 academic year and he got rejected because his surname and his father's surname were different by one capital later there was a difference when the um he did an ID or something like that And he's done so many appeals, he's made phone calls, sent emails, visited NSF head offices in Cape Town over and over again. And he submitted all the necessary documents, done the affidavits, all of those things, and he still got rejected anyway. So he decided he's gonna give up now and apply for 2024. He applies for 2024, the system doesn't allow him to apply because of the 2023 rejection. He goes back to the offices, they say, oh, we are aware of the issue, we're gonna to escalate to our IT department. I mean, those are basic things. How many other students are affected by those things that don't have resources to do follow-ups and send emails and, and all of this? I mean, this guy's in Cape Town. What about guys in Eastern people who don't have access to all of these things? It's just crazy, like, it, 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 it's bad
1: expect. So, so, want uh, so, it's almost like you have to work hard just to be able to get through and, and access the system.
5: Exactly. That is the problem. And Katie, these are basic things. If you don't do basics, you're going to fail. It's as simple as that. These okay. are basic things. You don't need to be a scientist to do this thing to run NSF. I mean, the, it's not the only uh, organization that runs like this. There are other ones that they can learn from. Like it, It's kind of difficult to understand what like they, 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 can tell, they can give you all the answers, I promise you. They, you can ask any different question in any end, of, they will have an answer for it. But it's not the right answer, I promise All right,
1: you. all right, Shonipa. Thanks for calling in. Ishma? Thank
5: you.
4: No, thank you very much, uh, Kathy Peps let me start with uh, Shonipa, whilst his issues are, are still uh, fresh. Uh, the issues that I was um, uh, referring to, Kathy, regarding accommodation and the question that you posed was that: uh, uh, Is there any crisis? And I said there is no crisis, and uh, the data that was provided by Outer, as you said, uh, actually it's from the data that we have uh, provided. As a report, as work in progress in relation to the work that NSFAS is doing. Remember, when we go to Parliament, we account and we give them the figures of where we are in relation to the responsibilities that an entity has that was a report given at that particular time, and as I was saying, there is work in progress, and that is why even today there is still work that has been done to make sure that we, we prepare for the 2024 academic year. And with the, in relation to Kwesi's question, um, uh, again, uh, Kathy, uh, we have acknowledged that um, they still need to be done to um, uh, uh, work on creation of capacity uh, within NSFAS. uh, But there is work in terms of the law that NSFAS can do, and there is work that uh, NSFAS can uh, uh, subcontract uh, to um, uh, third parties to to play that role. This includes the work uh, for distribution of funds that has been given uh, to, to the third parties Uh, to manage it on behalf of NSFAS. And we acknowledge that not everything went well there. Uh, That is why um, NSFAS today uh, has uh, uh, fired its uh, then CEO based on how these processes have been handled of the appointment of service providers uh, to facilitate the distribution of payments. And we are well aware and concerned as well that uh, um, uh, of any instances of corruption within NSFAS, and I believe that is the approach uh, of government to make sure that uh, where there are instances of corruption gets reported and individuals uh, gets right. held uh, accountable. Right. And, and lastly, Kathy, with Arnold, um, I think um, issues of disability, Kathy, we, we fully agree. We have uh, acknowledged that uh, there is a, a problem in relation to our residences uh, accommodating Uh, persons living with uh, a disability. And that has been captured uh, very well in the report by the Ministerial Committee on the review of uh, of student accommodation. And uh, currently the buildings that are being uh, um, uh, built by institutions are accommodating uh, the the issues of people living with uh, disabilities, including as part of our uh, standards now, and norms and standards. Ishmael? All the accredited buildings will need to have uh, uh, such a system. Thank you we're, very much, We're Cathy.
1: going to have to leave it there. Ishmael Mnisi is the spokesperson for NASFAS and Ghusina Timabilani, SRC president at UNISA.